Hi, and welcome to Driving Test Tales. I am Terry from the future, just dropping in before the show to give you a quick note that I did have to take some time away from the show. And while I was off, I had to think about the format and which way I wanted to take Driving Test Tales. And I've just restructured it a little bit. So whereas I started off doing it in seasons, it is now just going to be an ongoing series of episodes. It'll be more fluid, won't necessarily be every fortnight. I'm aiming to get at least one episode out a month. But that's why over the first six or seven episodes, you may see a slight discrepancy about me talking on the show, saying season two, when actually... There's no seeds now, it's just an ongoing thing. So thank you for choosing to listen, thank you for listening to this, and I hope you enjoy all the episodes going forward. Driving Test Tales with Terry Cook. Stories from real people on how they pass their driving test. So welcome to another edition of Driving Test Tales, and thanks for joining me today. If you're enjoying these shows, uh, it'll be great if you could follow or subscribe wherever you're listening. And if you're feeling extra generous and you're listening on something like Apple or Good Pods, then um, leave us a little five-star review. And if you want to get in touch with the show, then you can always contact me at tcdrive.co.uk or on any of our social media channels. You can find um, TC Drive on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. And all the links for that will be in the show notes as well. So be sure to head over there. But on to today's show, and we're doing something a little bit different today because I've had a couple of guests on so far who who I've worked with as an instructor. They've been my students, and it's been great reminiscing back over the, the couple of years since they've taken their test. But I felt it was about time that I told you about my driving test. So as a driving instructor now... Um, I passed my test about, I think it was about 16, 17 years ago, I passed my driving test. So I felt about time to tell you a little bit about that. Uh, I'm going to run through the same themes that I would do if I had a guest on the show, talking about when I passed, was it first time, what I struggled with, what I did to overcome any struggles, and of course, leave with some top tips. So if you want some top tips around lessons and driving tests, be sure to stick about to the end of the show. But I'm going to get straight in, and I'm going to tell you that I did not pass first time. Even though I am currently a driving instructor, I did not pass my driving test first time all those 17 years ago. I didn't even pass second time. I didn't even pass third time. It was actually the fourth occasion when I passed my driving test. Now, I'm going to tell you a little bit about those first few fails. Um, the first few times I wasn't successful, and then a bit more about the time I passed. Oddly enough, it's the ones I failed on that stick in my head the most. Now, the first test that I failed, um, I failed because I had never been shown how to do a parallel park. So sure enough, when I went for my driving test, the examiner asked me to do a parallel park on my test, and I just had no clue to do it. I remember saying to the examiner, I've never been shown that. I don't know what to do. And the examiner basically said, just give it your best shot. And it didn't go well. And that's what I failed on. There may have been something else in there. I can't recall. But that was definitely marked down as a serious fault. Um, I don't think it was observations. I think it was um probably accuracy just that it was all over the place and finishing a really horrible position for what i can remember 
However, I just want to give you a little background on that because the the thing was, my instructor at the time, I'm not going to disclose any names just in case he's still going, but my instructor at the time told me I was ready for a test and told me to book a test. So I booked the test. That instructor then forgot to put it in his diary. And we were speaking about the test, you know, on driving lessons and whatever. And then on one lesson, I remember saying to him, don't forget, I've got my test in a couple of weeks. And he had this panic look come over his face and he suddenly got his paper diary out and started scraping through his paper diary, trying to find um, my test. And he's looked and then suddenly realized, I have got a space that day I'm okay and wrote me in. Uh, and he just hadn't put it in. And you could see that he was panicking as well because he wasn't prepared. Sorry, I wasn't prepared. He hadn't prepared me for my driving test. And it wasn't just the parallel park. It was driving. Looking back now, I was nowhere near ready on that first test. I believed I was because my instructor told me I was. But I had no syllabus to work with. I had no idea what I was doing. I had no idea what I still had left to cover. I was solely taking the word of my instructor. Now, it would have been really easy to blame my instructor or solely blame my instructor at the time. And I probably did the first day when I'd failed. But I stopped after and I looked at what I could have done differently because it is my responsibility. I'm the one that's learning. It was my responsibility. So what I did... First of all, I looked at what I could have done differently. You know, I could have, I mean, the internet wasn't massive 17 years ago, but I could have gone online. I could have checked to see what the syllabus was. I could have rung up the DVSA and asked them what a syllabus was. I could have contacted other driving instructors. I could have asked my driving instructor more questions rather than just waiting for them to tell me. I could have even contacted my friends and asked them what they'd done on lessons. So there's a lot I could have done to take ownership of my learning. And I just never did. I just allowed the instructor to take control of lessons from day one and then put me into a test that I was nowhere near ready for. I probably needed at least another five or 10 lessons. And I was having one hour lessons at the time. So probably needed at least another seven or eight hours as a minimum to be ready for my test. So what I did then was I ditched that instructor politely you know, I wasn't rude to him. I just said, look, this wasn't working. I'm going somewhere else. And I found another instructor. And what I did with that instructor was I asked them them questions that I should have asked that first instructor. I told him what I was weak on, told him what my concerns were, and asked him the big question, what do I need to cover to be, to be up to a, a good driving standard? And he told me. And then we went from there. And it was like chalk and cheese with those instructors. So I'll come back to the difference in lessons shortly, but I then went in for my, my second test. So when I came to that second test, I just allowed this, this fear and this panic and this terror almost to build up in me. Uh, coming back from that first test of, oh no, what if I've done something wrong? What if there's something I don't know? What if I think I'm ready, but I'm not? And I'd allowed that fear of, oh, what if I asked to do something I've not done before, allowed all that fear to build up in that second test. And it really showed because it wasn't a pretty test. And that goes right back to the start of the test, start of test number two, which is one of the most embarrassing moments in my entire life, which was uh, for anyone that knows the Horsforth Test Centre in Leeds, you'll know that you don't start in a car park. You actually start at the side of the road. 
So you have to walk up from the test center, identify which your car is, and then start from the side of the road. Anyway, the instructor, sorry, the examiner had asked me to identify the car, and it was a Ford Fiesta, and it didn't have any markings on it. It just had L, uh, the L box on top. And there was two of them, both of which had the same sort of box on top and L plates on. And I did not know which was my car or my instructor's car. So I started panicking already. I was already panicking, but that panic just ballooned. And um, yeah, the examiner asked me to, to get in my car. And I thought, right, I know what I'll do. I'll press the button on the key fob. You can tell where this story is going, by the way, can't you? Um, I thought, I'll press the button on the key fob. Um, whichever one opens, that must be mine. So I press the button. The first car opened, so I jumped in. And when I got in, the steering wheel sort of up to my knees. It all crammed up, and I thought, so much wrong here. And then the examiner opened the passenger door and stuck the head in and went, I think you're in the wrong car. I'm like, yeah, I think I might be. So anyway, the driver of that car must have... Um, must have pressed the key fob at a similar time. And, uh, yeah, I got in the wrong car. So that's not the best start to a driving test. So I'm already panicking. So you can imagine what it was like after getting in the wrong car. I can remember making uh, a joke to the examiner as well, trying to make a joke and saying, oh, you know, should I even bother taking my test now? Uh, and he just went, we're lucky we've already done the eyesight check. Let's just drive. Uh, yeah, that wasn't the most reassuring of comments. Um, and again, that test didn't go brilliantly. I can't remember what I failed on, if I'm being honest with you. Um, but it, it didn't go great. And it all stems back to that initial panic of, oh, my God, what if there's something I don't know? What if I fail again? And because I'd allowed that panic to build up, I failed. And being honest, in terms of driving skill, I was able to pass a test. In terms of being mentally prepared, I wasn't. Going into the third test was a little bit different because we'd done a lot of work around my nerves. And my instructor, I can remember, had said something really reassuring to me. And it sticks in my head in that we, we'd changed the way we'd, uh, we'd done his lesson slightly. And he was putting me in some more pressure situations and we were doing some mock tests. And I was passing these mock tests and I was driving independently. I just said to me, he said... Um, there's not a lot more I can teach you here. Your driving's up to standard. And I don't know why, but just that phrase resonated with me. And it's just like, yeah, I am. I'm driving around without any help for you, doing everything correctly. And it did build my confidence up. And I went for test three feeling like I could pass and should pass. And I can remember what I failed on on test number three. And there was a bend. The road bent to the right. So if you imagine... Uh, a straight road but it's got a bend to the right so you could turn left to go straight ahead or I could follow the road bending to the right and the examiner asked me to follow the road but I didn't I went straight ahead which was basically a left turn and I didn't signal I didn't check my mirrors I just went straight and the examiner redirected me and it was quite amusing looking back because he got a little bit flustered he's like oh go this way go this way go this way and I remember chuckling, thinking, oh, he's told me to go the wrong way. He's got mixed up. Then when we went back and he explained what had happened, it was like, oh, no. Uh, yeah, that's that's my fault. Um, but I come away from that test feeling really deflated. I didn't feel like I couldn't pass. I didn't feel like um, I didn't have the skill. I didn't have the confidence. I was just really, really deflated because I should be passing. 
And I can remember going home and I was living with someone at the time. And I said, I'm just going to quit. I failed three times and I'm just wasting money now. I'm clearly not meant to drive. And she said something to me that resonated as well because she said, um, you're only wasting money if you stop. Because if you've spent a thousand pound on driving lessons so far and you stop, then you've wasted a thousand pound. If you spend another 500 and you pass, it's not wasted money. And that really clicked for me. I'm like, yeah, do you know what? She's right. I just need to keep going until I pass. I need to get the test side of it sorted. So anyway, I went back fourth attempt. And the thing I changed on my fourth attempt was I changed test center. And you don't need to change test center. That, that shouldn't make a difference. But I think the thing that made a difference for me was actually it just took away the, the negative connotations. Because I mentioned I'd, I'd learned in horse of test center. Well, I've been there three times and all I had was negative feelings towards it because I'd failed three times. So by going to a different test center, it, and actually a harder test center, some might say in Hare Hills in Leeds, but by going to a different test center, it was actually refreshing because I, I was going there almost with a clean sheet. I wasn't worrying about the examiners knowing who I was. And I wasn't worrying about, oh, what if I go down this road that I failed on last time? You know, there was none of that. It was just a clean sheet. And I went and I passed um and yeah that's it basically that's the story of my um of my my driving tests so yeah that goes from from not being ready for the first test and, and being asked to do a parallel path that i'd never done before to getting in the wrong car on the driving test which is isn't great to taking a third one and failing on a silly little thing that i was real deflated over and nearly gave up to then changing test centers and passing fourth time so for me there the key takeaway is just to keep going because I'm now a driving instructor and I've been an instructor for about five or six years now. And I can actually use that to my advantage. So when I talk to students who are nervous or panicking, I can actually reassure them a little bit just by talking about my experience. I understand how they're feeling because I've been in their shoes. If I get someone that fails a driving test, again, I understand I've been in their shoes. And the other thing is I know to try and liaise with my students and talk to them about what they've got left to do. So whether that's we filling in uh, paperwork, or whether it's doing an online diary progress report, whether that's speaking to them in person and just explaining what's to come, I will always try and let them know what's to come coming up. And that will be my big tip for you around that. Make sure you communicate with your instructors over what you have left to do to reach a certain standard. Because it could just be you're at that standard, but you haven't covered parallel parking yet, as I hadn't. So your driving may be really good, but there's one thing you still need to do. So in terms of tips for your lessons and for your test, the big tips I would give for driving lessons, as I mentioned, is to be aware of what it is you need to actually do. The second one I would say is, is be honest with yourself. Be honest. Because if you're driving around and you're needing your instructor, so your instructor has to remind you to check your mirrors, your instructor has to remind you to signal or has to remind you to slow down or has to explain what lane to be in, whatever it is, if the instructor is having to do that, you're not ready for a test, are you? Because on your test and after your test, you're not going to have anyone with you. So you need to be at a point where you're driving independently. And 
this is the key thing. That's an unpleasant thought to, to have in your brain. If you've got your test come up in a few weeks and you're thinking that you're not ready, it's not a nice thought, but you need to be honest with yourself. You know, you're going to go and drive. You know, you're putting basically other people's lives in your hands when you drive, so you need to be up to a good standard. And if you're not, you shouldn't be taking your test. The other tip I'm going to chuck in there is what I said right at the beginning about accountability. It would have been really easy for me to have blamed my instructor. And I probably did for the first day or so. Because, yes, he didn't communicate with me properly. He did forget that I had a test booked. He did tell me to book a test when I wasn't ready. And he didn't prepare me properly for the test. But there's still things that I could have done. Yes, he needs to take some of the um, accountability, some of the fault, some of the blame for that. But... A lot of it falls on me. I'm learning. I'm learning, so I have to take ownership of my own learning, not just rely on someone else to tell me everything I need to know. So that would be my biggest tip for you. Now, that doesn't mean throwing 10,000 questions at your instructor every time he gets in the car. What's this? What's this? What's this? What's this? But you know, set your own goals. Work out what you need to do. At the start of the lesson, if you're practicing, and I'll use my example, parallel parking, Set your goals. How confident are you at that? How good are you doing that by yourself? What score would you give yourself out of 10? So if you're currently a 7 out of 10, what do you need to do to make it an 8? And let's practice that to get up to an 8 or a 9. And be honest. You know, if you do a parallel park that you think is 10 out of 10, then say it's 10 out of 10. And if you think it's 2 out of 10, then say it's 2 out of 10. But yeah, that would be a, a big old tip from me as well, just making sure that you take responsibility and take accountability for your own lessons. Now, when it comes to your actual driving test, the tips I would give around that, first of all, and this is so crap of me to say, so I apologise, but stay calm. You can see that I didn't, and that's where it went wrong. Now, it, find the things that help you stay calm. So whether that's um, getting an early night, whether that's deep breathing before your test, whether that's just taking some time to reflect before your test, whether that's writing a plan A and a plan B. So if you're going to pass, this is what you're going to do. If you fail, this is what you're going to do. We need to find something that helps you remain calm as you approach your test. The other thing I would suggest is looking at it a as if it's just another driving lesson. That examiner is purely there to give you directions and then at the end of the test, tell you whether you've passed or not. That's it. While you're driving, while you're on your test, the examiner cannot tell you whether you've passed or not. So therefore, you don't need to worry about it because they don't tell you until you finish the test, until you're back at the test centre. So you don't even need to worry about it until you're parked up at the test centre. Once you're back at the test centre, your handbrake's on, your switch engine off, then you can panic. There's no point panicking before, because before that, all you're going to get off the examiner is directions. And the last one I'm going to give you, because I'm not going to bore you with hundreds, even though I possibly could, the last one I'm going to give you is just to prepare. Make sure you're fully prepared. So if you are doing that parallel park and you're constantly giving yourself 6 out of 10, 7 out of 10, you're probably not where you need to be. Prepare. Get yourself up to eight, nine, ten out of ten when you're when you're doing these parallel parks, and that's not necessarily your instructor's score. That's yours. 
And again, that communication's there. So you might say it's 10 out of 10, and your instructor might say, did you check your blind spots? And you'll go, oh, no, I just realised I missed that. Then you'll reassess your score. But we need to make sure you're fully prepared. And one last tip I'm going to give you around, I suppose, the whole process, and this is something that both my guests so far, they've both said this, is don't be afraid to change instructors. Don't be afraid to find the instructor who is right for you. They have to be right for you. So if you come to me on a first lesson and you decide, Terry, you talk too much, I'm going to go somewhere else, then go somewhere else. That's completely fine. You need to find the instructor that's right for you. That's something I say to my students on the first lesson as well, that if if they're not right for me, I'll tell them that and I'll explain that and then they can find another instructor. So find one that's right for you. They need to be have the same, have the method that suits you best. And on top of that, it does need to be someone you, you kind of get on with a little bit. They don't have to be your best mate, but you kind of need to get on with them. You're potentially going to be spending over 40 hours in a car with them. So you need to, you know, there needs to be a little bit of rapport there. So that'll be my final tip around that. So you can see there, though, that, that even me, who failed the driving test three times, but went on to pass fourth time, and then drove with no problems for, for 15, 16, 17 years, whatever it was, but in that time has taken further training and gone on to become a driving instructor, you can see that just because you fail the driving test doesn't mean that there isn't a future for you in driving. And I think that's a, a very pleasant note to finish on. So, yeah, thank you for, for joining me on this uh, little special episode of Driving Test Tales. I hope you found it useful hearing from me as an instructor and hearing my thoughts and my experience. I hope you found that beneficial. In fact, I'd love you to let me know if you found it was beneficial. So, as I mentioned before, you can contact me by going onto the website at tcdrive.co.uk or on any social media channels. Again, search for TC Drive or Terry Cook, which is me. Uh, they'll be in the show notes, as I mentioned. And just get in touch, give me some feedback. Let me know if you found this useful. And on the flip side, if you have passed a driving test, whether that's recently or many moons ago, get in touch. We can tell your story on here. And if you've got a more embarrassing story than me getting in the wrong car at the start of the test, then I'd definitely love to have you on. So, yeah, thank you for joining me today. Remember, stay safe, drive safer. Driving Test Tales with Terry Cook. Stories from real people on how they pass their driving test. <laughs>